Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business owners and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. I'm the host of your show, Reese Arlen, with my co-host, the best co-host of all time, Christian Webb. Say what's up! Yep. I feel so secure next to our guest today. Yes, super secure. <laughs> today, our topic is keeping your business secure. And I got to tell you guys, I'm feeling good. I got my hair cut yesterday. I got my bright shoes on, so I'm ready to rock and roll. Today, we have Mr. James Clack, and our topic is keeping your business secure. James Clack has been doing surveillance installations for 15 years, and he opened up his own company called Perimeter Video. What makes him different is that he takes on a consultative approach to surveillance, and he got in the, into the industry because he found that electricians were not quite using an intuitive approach for cameras and security features. James, how are we doing this morning? Pretty good. Yeah, man. So thank Thanks, you so much for joining the show. Definitely. Yeah, it it's, uh, might be a little bit different from L.A., but at least you get to see all the beautiful Charlotte, you know. Oh, I'd say Charlotte's much more beautiful. Yeah? You know, I, uh, I enjoy being down here. You know, as, as two unicorns, people that are actually from North Carolina, we really appreciate you saying that. You know? <laughs> it, it is what it is. So surveillance, man. Um, I mean, what's fun in surveillance? I mean, what kinds of crazy things have you seen? Uh, whoa, gee, where do I start on the crazy things? But um, what's fun about it is being able to watch um, your equipment securing a business and seeing the effect that it has on uh, how the employees feel and how the owners of the business feel uh, in knowing that if something does happen, there is a video record of what happened exactly. You can't edit it. You can't lie against it. And uh, in a lot of cases, uh, we are able to see um, – uh, a thief or if uh, somebody is assaulted in a business, you're able to see that person brought to justice. Yeah, that's that's incredible, man. And and I'm sure it just provides for so much peace of mind as somebody's working in their business. Or, I mean, you even do homes and stuff like that as well, right? Correct. Yeah. So um, tell me tell me this. I mean, you've been doing this for 15 years. Um, I mean, if you're not an expert at this point, then nobody is. So what <laughs> types of uh, technolo technology changes have you have you found in the last 15 years? Um, the biggest is the camera resolution. Yeah. Uh, for many years, uh, I would say for probably 20 years or so, uh, plus the camera resolution was very limited and, uh, it was not even high definition right. for many years after we broke through that high definition line, then we went up to full high def and now it's almost to the point where 4k security cameras are the standard. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, you, were, you were telling us before how um, there's been so many strides in things like facial recognition. And correct. Catching thieves and stuff like that. Correct. I mean, they can they can practically, these cameras can practically make out the mole on your nose or something like that. Uh, if, you know. They can. And uh, in fact, what we're doing now is we're implementing a lot of security cameras yeah. that have the ability to detect a face. Oh, wow. And it will save a picture, not yeah. just in the video, but it will save a picture file with a timestamp to a remote server Wow. Uh, with that face. So if you have a timestamp of when a situation happened, you can go back into that directory and look for the picture so you have an actual head-on picture of that person wow. that committed a crime. <laughs> yeah. So, I bet, they, that, I bet that shortens case length. Yes, it does. <laughs> Quite yeah. a bit. I was, I was going to say, I mean, does that, 
are, are you do you have any concerns about that being any type of profiling or something like maybe you know an ex felon or something like that? Um, is that the type of facial recognition that you're implementing or the systems that we mainly put in because uh, I'm not working with uh, corporate directly i'm working more with franchisees of uh locations right um we're not doing the artificial intelligence yeah um companies i will say um in some companies they do implement a system that is networked and they'll, they'll put in a single camera at each one of their locations that's controlled by corporate, yeah. that will identify a face, and yeah. it will identify a customer number. It will assign you a number. So they can actually track how many franchises you walk into wow. um, and when you visit them and uh, how often you visit. Yeah. Uh, but that's controlled by corporate. It's sure. crazy to think about because I, 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 I don't know a lot about it, but I've seen some of the cool stuff. When I, was t- I was talking to you the other day about my uh, drone experience. Right? Yeah. And uh, in that field, and I'm sure it's the same in security, they have machine learning, where like you can run so many photos through a system, and then that, that machine will actually track those photos and see that in pictures. Correct. Um, I'd be surprised if they're not using that in security now. Oh, they, they are. They yeah. are. There's, there's a lot of, uh, there are a lot of artificial intelligence technologies being used. Um, there's also license plate recognition. Uh, so that's something that, that we do as well uh, in businesses. Uh, because it's very important if you have a controlled environment, um, like we're, we're right next to the uh, Bank of America Stadium here. Mm-hmm. And most likely when you're driving in there, they have an automated system that's reading your license plate, putting a timestamp on there, wow. and also taking a picture of your car so they know exactly what you're driving, when you're coming in there, when you're going out. Um, They're secure and we don't even know it. <laughs> right. A lot of cities are implementing that too. Uh, if you if you look over, uh, sometimes if you're entering an incorporated city, you'll see uh, cameras over the roadway facing down, and those yeah. are tracking cars coming in and out of the city. I thought those were those were just catching people running red lights. To be honest <laughs> with you, <but. laughs> well, they're doing that. Uh, yeah. But I think I've seen yeah. This here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're implementing it around here. Yeah. Actually, um, what I do happen to know is that when the um, nat- the What's it called? DNC, the National Democratic Convention, or NDC. Correct. Or that yeah. When when that came in to Charlotte, they put I, I think the statistic was a couple billion dollars into putting surveillance oh, yeah. throughout the cities and stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, in those cases, they're probably uh, uh, I'm not directly involved with that, but they're most likely putting in very high resolution cameras. Yeah. Uh, that are catching not just license plates and faces, but they're actually tracking movement of people and doing analytics of their body language as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> that's that's where that AI that that machine learning type stuff comes right. in. And to the Bank of America point, um, you know, let's let's say that that Reese gets really mad that the Panthers are losing and, and takes his shirt off and starts, I don't know, flailing around and gets kicked out of the stadium. I'm sure that they probably have some systems in place where cameras detect the face so that they don't allow you back into the stadium because oh, people definitely. ban you for life. Yeah, definitely. They will They will have those kinds of systems uh, in place already. Yeah, Man, uh, that's insane. It, it'll detect a face. It'll alert that this uh, this person is on an alert in the system. Yeah. Um, and it will, if they have a log of why, they can reject their access. Wow. I got a, I got a question on the on the business side of things since we're, since we're talking to a lot of young entrepreneurs. Um, where in the, in the beginning of starting a business, a lot of times people don't get security cameras because they're like, I trust my, not, not franchise restaurants is pretty, they always get it in, you know? Oh yeah. Like regular businesses, a lot of times they're like, I trust my employees. And most of the time they are, they are trustworthy. Right. Um, what are the other reasons that you need cameras? 
inside of a inside of a normal business. You need cameras just in case something happens of any sort. Give me I mean, um, in one case, we had a car that was parking, and the person hit the accelerator, went right through the business. Okay. And in that case, you have a video record of what happened, what time it happened. Mm-hmm. That goes to the insurance company. Um, in another case, we had a Burger King where there was uh, a grease buildup in the hood, and that grease caught fire in the morning when they fired up the broiler. Okay. And what happened was in the video surveillance, you, you don't see the fire actually happening, but you start to see a little bit of the smoke come out, mm-hmm. and then you see the actions of the firefighter. So that's something that the insurance company wants as a record of that insurance claim. Wow. So there's a lot of insurance involved uh, with uh, video surveillance other than theft, uh, just anything, fires, floods, anything so just, that just happens. Just so if they're like, I don't, what if you, what if you caused it? And then they're like, you have a video camera to prove whether it was natural or if it was caused by you as well. Of course. Um, we had a client, uh, I'll give you a, another scenario. We had a client in uh, Malibu this past uh, November. Okay. I don't know if you heard about the fires out there. Yeah, yeah the wildfires, um, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Right. Uh, their, their home was right in the mountains, and our cameras were recording uh, remotely, and it caught uh, you know, how the fire came over, the time that it came over, that is sent into the insurance company. Uh, so even though it was a wildfire, that's something that the insurance companies still need as a record for that uh, home insurance claim. Do you, do you think records like that, when they're that detailed, when you can tell exactly what time the, the flame happened, and you know, or the case of the Burger King, you think things like that accelerate the claim process? Yes, they do. It, yeah. Yes, they do. Because what you, if you don't have that, what they may do is they may launch a further investigation that involves many, many hours. Right. And Manpower. It, and Oh, yeah, and reports. Mm-hmm. And when you have a video, you're able to sit down in an office, review the video, and yeah. within a couple of hours, you, you know exactly what's going on, yeah. how it happened, when it happened. Yeah. Oh. But by the same token, do you think that sometimes video surveillance or maybe even poorly done video surveillance, which obviously you, you've never done, but <laughs> you know, do you think that things like that might uh, muddy mud the situation? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, you know, years ago, before we had uh, full high-definition cameras and higher-resolution cameras, we had to go based off of colors of clothing. We couldn't wow. define... Facial characteristics. Yeah. Now, with the way cameras are, we can define up to eye color. Yeah. Um, wow. You can you can crazy. map a face off of an image. Yeah. It's insane because uh, like you couldn't get anything off of no 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 no. Especially you know, when some employees wear the same shirts. Of right. course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Like the guy in the red shirt. The yeah. whole team wears a red shirt. Right. <laughs> that, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember the first time we, we identified a suspect based off of the brand of shoes he was wearing. Wow. And, I mean, the, the police, the business owner, and we were just amazed that we were able to get that detail. Yeah. But that was many years ago. Now that's just kind of standard. Yeah. Now you I, get a discoloration of the nail. <laughs> of yeah. course. That's crazy. I, I went to uh, school at UNC Charlotte, and UNC Charlotte's taken, taken some serious uh, steps in its in its campus's uh, safety and of the surveillance course. and stuff and they have a, a blue light system where um every i think it's like every 300 yards or something there's different blue light or yep. whatever but i remember going to school back from 2006 2010 and back then if somebody was 
scaring people on campus or you know whatever it would it would say characteristics like you know uh white man you know uh height six foot tall wearing yellow shirt or something like that Mm -hmm. and then even towards the time that i graduated it was a little bit more specific than that it would be like it'd be like you know uh this guy or whatever five foot six like wearing adidas polo with you know whatever hair parted left or you know like (laughs) definitely definitely i I mean it was way more specific you can you can definitely decipher the clothing that somebody's wearing whether it has a logo on it a specific brand to it yeah um that is something that you that really helps yeah uh business owners and uh, homeowners yeah so you were explaining something earlier at our coffee meeting where basically you were talking about dvr so if i so if i go inside of a bojangles Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I steal three chicken sandwiches, a chicken supreme, and I roll out. And, I, and on the way out, I take the DVR. Right. Can I get caught? Uh, most likely not. Why Be- is that? Because all that footage is gone. Okay. So, so unless they have, unless those cameras have built-in recording to each camera, uh, which I would say 90% of the cameras don't, they have the capability, but they don't, they're not enabled. So you had yeah. a solution to this, and I, I thought it was really cool. That's why I wanted to set you up on this. So of course. Tell us a little bit about that. So basically what we're doing is we are taking cameras now, setting them up on a secured network uh, within a business so they can't be accessed by a manager PC or even a, a POS server PC. Um, and they're, they're completely separate. And what those cameras are doing is they're recording to a dedicated DVR offsite okay. in real time. And yeah. so those those cameras, it's going over the internet. It's recording at a whole different location, secure facility. You don't have any access to the recording. That uh, recording um, is accessible by the business owner and managers. Um, they're given different levels of access to that system. However, they are always blocked from ever deleting footage it can never be deleted so basically you have your own data center and you can yes just, you can just give the recording you can just give the recordings to the, the, the when they need it right so if they if they want uh, a full white glove service as i would call it uh they can give me a call or an email and uh, say hey we had an incident happen on wednesday um at 10 a.m and we would like the footage from 10 a.m to 11 a.m on wednesday and what we will do is grab that footage and send a download link to the authorized parties uh, so that they can download that footage and either hand it over to their insurance company or to the proper authorities. Wow. Uh, that, that's an incredible system. Have you ever had any, any type of logistical problem with that, whether it's maybe you know their internet being spotty or you know power surges or anything like that with recording off-site? Um, power surges, we try to take care of that by just implementing enough uh, UPS uh, under, uh, backup battery yeah. uh, to handle the Thank you for the that, system. by the way. Sorry. I was like, so you deliver the video? I get, <laughs> I get a little lost in my tech jargon. Yeah, here. no, you're doing but, great with um, that stuff, by the way. Uh, but yeah, backup battery. Try to design my system so that the cameras always stay on for at least one hour if the power goes out. Mm-hmm. Um, that includes the internet connection. Yeah. Now, in some areas, we do have problems with internet connectivity. Right. So what we try to do in that circumstances, we try to put an on-site DVR yeah. that 
is always coupled up with an offsite DVR. Gotcha. So, so you can that do both. Way, right. Yeah. So uh, we can actually uh, set it up to where the remote DVR offsite is grabbing the footage from the on-site DVR in gotcha. real time. Gotcha. Um, but that way, if the internet does go out, uh, the, you're still recording. Yeah. You're not just stuck. Yeah. So so outside of um, cameras and stuff like that, what other types of uh, security protocol do you think a business owner could implement to help keeping their business safe? They, they always need to have a very reliable uh, fire alarm mm-hmm. uh, and uh, reliable uh, monitoring for when nobody's there right that way if if a door is opened or if there's a motion sensor tripped there's at least an alert coming to them yeah that so at least they know yeah. right um and a lot of the alarm companies uh monitoring companies we don't do monitoring mm-hmm. specifically but a lot of the monitoring companies do offer phone apps yeah that you can give access to your managers uh, on a limited basis. Right. Um, so that's something that definitely goes in line with having this. But a l- I find that a lot of the security uh, alarm monitoring companies mm-hmm. don't have the latest in camera soft, uh, camera technology. Right. So that's why we come in and fill that gap. That's actually kind of cool. Reese has some stores where he has a camera set up so mm-hmm. that he, he can look at, he can see his employees and what they're right. doing on, a, on his phone. Yep. I've always thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, not that it'd be that useful for what we do, but it's really cool for that kind of system. Yeah, they, of course. They usually just flick me off or whatever. <laughs> it's all <laughs> The cool. light turns green, you know, it's like... Yeah, yeah, it is yep. It is what it is, man. But oh, yeah. It's all good. How, how often do you find yourself... Um, and I'm going to switch gears after this question, too, but yeah. how often do you find yourself working closely in conjunction with, um, with alarm companies, like, you know, your CPIs and security companies like that? Um, I work a lot... Uh, we work a lot based on new construction. Right. So we'll work right in line with them on that. Um, usually, if we're doing a new construction on a building, we'll actually do all the pre-wiring for the alarm company, the oh, monitoring cool. company. So yeah. we'll pull all the sensors to the doors, the uh, motion sensors, uh, glass break sensors. Yeah. We'll pull all their wires for them so that oh, wow. it is hardwired. Yeah. And that way they come in just install their monitoring equipment. Yeah, they probably love you. They, they probably see all the stuff already done. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we just got to hook that up. All right, see you later. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, they just come in, and it's all labeled. They come in, plug it in, and go. And That's sometimes awesome. they're in and out within two or three hours. Yeah, I'm, I know you said your background was in IT. I'm sure that, that just helps tremendously being able to think about, you know, where to place things, where to wire yes. things, where to put things. And, you know, that way it when people work together, it makes a, a better common result. You know? it, it does. And that really helped also in developing the remote recording infrastructure, understanding how the internet operates, how firewalls operate, mm-hmm. and understanding how to create uh, separate secure networks for our cameras. Yeah. Uh, because if you if you don't understand the IT aspect of things, and just come in and hook up cameras. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very straightforward thing. You just plug camera into the DVR, right. and it starts recording. Right. But if you want to record offsite and mm-hmm. you really want to keep people out of your camera network, you have to understand how to separate networks, how to delegate uh, access to those systems, 
and keep it keep it out of the hands of people that want to delete that footage. Yeah, that's absolutely fascinating stuff. I'm I'm sure we could talk about the intricacies of technology and cameras and surveillance oh, yeah. for eternity, man. You know everything about this stuff. I'm it just, would take I'm all day eating it all up, and I'm like I'm like the biggest James Bond fan you're ever going to meet in your life too. So you're thinking about all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but can you put it in a watch? But anyway, so, so. actually, you can't. Soon, watch, yeah. Listen, Pretty soon. Listen. I had that, when they came out, that watch had the camera on the front. Yep. I was like, I'm getting it. Man. Oh, yeah. That's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Then sweet. it became not cool like three months later. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was what it was. Christian's what you call an early adopter. If there's something new and shiny out, he must have it. Yeah. And, well. and I'm what you call an Apple fanboy. So if Apple created some kind of, I don't know, shiny Anything. magical floating disc or something, I would have to have it immediately. So it is what it is. Um, so here at Business Legends, we like to talk to business leaders, entrepreneurs, and people that just have experience in these different things. Um, so I kind of want to shift a little bit to entrepreneurship. Um, man, you're in surveillance installation for 15 years. Mm -hmm. So if anybody's a master of this, it's got to be you, right? Um, so let's say, not that you want to train your competition, but let's say that somebody wants to start their own company. Um, you know, you can't have all the business. You know, you're not going to be right of in business course. necessarily in, you know, whatever, New York or whatever else. So what, would, what steps would you recommend they take in order to kind of start a company doing you, what you do? Be very slow and conservative in your growth. Okay. Don't try to grow too fast. Mm -hmm. um, I can say this from experience in that I I did that. Right. I tried to grow way too fast into too many areas. Mm -hmm. And I found myself, uh, you know, taking jobs three hours away right. before I had the manpower to Do the handle, handle that three hours away. Right. Uh, so if you, you do something that far away right. and you don't have anybody to support it afterwards on site, if there is an issue mm -hmm. and then you, you find yourself waking up at four o'clock on a Monday morning and yeah. driving three hours yeah. to fix something that takes you 10, 15 minutes to fix. Turn yourself into a human ping pong ball. Right. Yeah. You do. Yeah. You really do. And, and at the end of the day, you're tired and you're saying, why am I driving all this distance for, you know, that I could have hired somebody to go over there and take care of for me. Absolutely. So. And in 15 years, would you think that there's anything specifically that you've learned about your industry? Um, specifically about the industry? As in, as in a, a learning lesson, like something you wish you had known 15 years ago. Let's say it that way. Uh, just, uh, you know, how to really be reliable. Mm -hmm. You know, 15 years ago, it, it was it, it was totally different. Mm -hmm. um, I was really trying. I, I was really trying to offer more right. than what I could do at that time. Mm -hmm. And you really need to learn. You need to dive into your industry if that's uh, if you're going to do it do it all the way yeah and master your specific craft instead exactly. of trying to be a jack of all trades or whatever it, exactly and you, yeah. you really want to make sure that um you know what you're talking about you don't want to have to sit there and say well let me let me look up the technical specifics on this in the book yeah you got to learn your product yeah before you go on site right you got to know when somebody asks you what what how much time of recording can I get out of, you know, eight cameras at eight megapixels resolution? Right. You need to be able to bring that up off the top of your head. Right. So basically, you install a calculator chip into your head, and you, exactly. <laughs> you figure out figure you, out how to, how to calculate of all course, these different you, you things. You have yeah. to create in your own head your own spreadsheet. Right. That you keep in your head. Yeah. So you can say, well, I've got eight cameras at this resolution with this much hard drive space that I'm putting in there, 
and uh, that's going to give me 30 days or 60 days or two weeks. Yeah. So that way you can accurately tell people this is what you're getting. Right. Rather than just giving them a retail box and saying, these are the technical specs and isn't this just cute? Right. Absolutely. That's, man, that's, that's miraculous. I think, I think that's the, that is the, the human ping pong portion that I'd struggle with. If somebody was like, yeah, how much, you know, recording, how much time am I going to get out of this? I'd be like, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. Read yeah, that's where, that's where I'd, I'd fail in your industry. And that's why we have you. That's, that's what it is, man. Everybody's got to have their own thing. That's right. That's right. Um, so what would you say some of the biggest challenges you've had are since you've started? And especially since you've started, you know, perimeter video. Uh, some of the challenges uh, being just at first, it was trying to get business. That mm -hmm. was the challenge of gaining um, gaining trust with clients. When when you start out in a market like Los Angeles, mm -hmm. you're dealing with you're not dealing with mostly mom and pop shops. You're dealing right. with business owners who own anywhere from ten to 50 locations. Oh, wow. Uh, my biggest client out there owns 150 franchise locations. Wow. And this is a single owner. Yeah. And when somebody's dealing with a business of that size, they don't just trust you. Yeah. They don't walk in the door and say, hey, I'm selling a security camera system. Would you right. like to buy it? Right. They look at you with the best poker face you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And just stone cold and... You oh know, yeah, picking you apart type of thing. Like you're of one course. of fifty people that I've heard from this. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you're running a business of that size, you do you get people who are constantly hounding you for business. Yeah, and they just they need to know that they can trust you. Yeah. So a lot of my work came from word of mouth yeah. from other people who have said, "Hey, I've used this guy. He's really good. You can trust him. He's not going to try to." Uh, take apart your business for his own gain. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be fair to yourself, but you can't, you can't get greedy. Yeah. That's, that's probably one of the things I would say entrepreneurs these days struggle the most with is not necessarily the quality of their product, but more getting the product out there. Type of course. Of thing. So, you know, it might be hard to look back 15 years ago. I hardly remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but <laughs> um, you know, when you were getting that ball rolling or the boulder rolling, I guess you mm -hmm. could say, um, what steps did you take to get people to know, like, and trust you? Um, what I would try to do is just every time I would meet somebody who would give me just a little job mm -hmm. to gain some trust, I just put 110% into it. Yeah. Always went all in, just made my cables the absolute best you can just to show them, hey, this is what I'm capable of. Right. And even though this is a small job, I'm still going to make it look like an enterprise yeah. job. And I still do that today. Um, when we're building a new franchise location, in, in a lot of times you go into, I'll give you an example, uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of those. I, I go into a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> Talking I, to the Dunkin' man. Yep. I come out of a lot of them with a bag, but uh, yeah. <laughs> full oh, of nice. food. <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, uh, what we do is uh, you'll notice a difference between the locations that I handle and the yeah. locations that another franchisee nearby handles is that they just uh, stick their equipment on a shelf or on a wall, and it sits there. Mm -hmm. My locations are always installed with a rack, the cables are always secured nice and neat. And uh, you, you can tell the difference is that I put an enterprise look 
to it. Yeah. Even though it's small. Right. It's secured. It's functional. Yeah. No wires getting tangled up. And, exactly. You know. There's nobody sitting there on a shelf going, well, which one's the internet line? Which one's the DVR line? People people argue and say that like little things like that don't matter, but I'm a 100% believer that it, it matters, mm-hmm. especially to your employees. Like when people are walking around the, the office in the area, they see all the, everything looks kind of sloppy and put together because mm-hmm. the consumer yep. doesn't see it, so they make it, they don't care. That's right. Like they feel like they don't care. They feel disorganized. They feel off putted. But then if you have it all organized, neat, nice, all of a sudden everybody's motivated, everybody's clean, they yes. come in organized. Like little things like that really matter. They do. Yeah. Devil's really in the do. details, baby. That's what, that's Devil's all I got. Devil's in the details. <laughs> Devil's in the details. All right, James, thank you so much for joining us. We're not done yet though. I got to ask you my silly question. Of so, course. So I've been thinking about this quite a bit and I think it's just so perfect for keeping your business secure. James Clack, if you could have any spy gadget, what would you have? Oh, gee, a spy Buy gadget. Buy gadget. It better be a good one. I am totally judging you for this. By oh the way. man, <laughs> my brain goes straight to GoGo Gadget for some reason. Yep. I'll yeah, share, I'll share yeah. mine too. You know what? I would that that is yeah. I would love to have a rocket belt. Rocket <laughs> belt. Yes. Yeah. A spy gadget. Make a quick getaway. Yeah. Just yep. press a button on my belt and the Stone. rockets come out and I'm gone. Oh my god, <laughs> that's perfect. That's uh that's that is a James Bond thing. A James Bond thing is uh is always have an escape plan. Always remember that. That's um, right. My my spy gadget. I think I'm gonna have to take the Aston Martin DB5 that's in Goldfinger. Oh, obviously. And I would consider. I mean, it's a multiple gadget for sure. Of course. But could you possibly have a cooler car? It's I mean, a multi tool. It's a multi tool. Right. It's like the Swiss Army knife of, of tools. And now that we're talking about cars, we've completely lost Christian. I can see his eyes <laughs> yeah, rolling in the back of his skull, and he has no idea what's going on. Jeep. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, I know, I know what cars are. So, <laughs> James Clack, our guest this morning, Perimeter Video. James, let's say to our listeners out there, um, they want some some advice with surveillance, or they want to hire you and uh, and you know get some get some new equipment or anything like that. How do they find you? Uh, they can find me at perimeter.video. Okay. That's the website. Okay, no dot com. Um, it's just perimeter.video. Correct. Okay. So, www.perimeter.video. Very good. And uh, 